0: Heidi Harris, this is the Heidi Harris Show podcast. I do these a couple of times a week. You can subscribe anywhere you get podcasts, iTunes, or podcast app, or you can find them at HeidiHarris.com. You can also find me five days a week, 6 a.m. to 9 a.m. on 670 AM KMZQ in Las Vegas. You know, I was thinking about the fact that fear is such a powerful, what do you want to call it, a motivator, an emotion, whatever it might be. It is so easily used to control people. I'm quite astounded at what's going on. Now, we could get into the whole mask thing. I think some people are just flat out afraid. I think they, in some cases, should be because maybe they have underlying issues and this and that, and they're afraid of getting COVID. Well, if you're that afraid of getting COVID, then you do what some relatives of mine do and you stay home. Because nowadays you can order pretty much anything you want online, groceries, food, clothes, you know, whatever you might need, restaurant, food, whatever. You can order that online. So you really don't have to go many places if you're that afraid. But it's so interesting how not only is fear used to control us individually, we use it to control each other. You know, there are people who will walk into a store and they'll see someone who doesn't have a mask on and start screaming and yelling that they have to have a mask on. I mean, it's really quite astounding. Now, the reason this matters a lot in the recovery, there are people who are saying that we're not going to recover from COVID until 2021. Some people think the gaming industry won't recover until 2023 here in Las Vegas and in other places where there are hotels and casinos and whatnot especially in Las Vegas, where we have 42 million people a year who used to come here, many of them by plane. Uh, Of course, the fear is going to be a huge factor, even if there is a vaccine. Now, I'm not an anti-vaxxer. And frankly, i got to tell you, I resent that title. I've heard a couple of talk show hosts use the title anti-vaxxer for those of us who are not quick to want to get this jab that they're trying to come up with. I don't care who the president is understand my objection to taking this stupid vaccine they're trying to race to market has nothing to do with Trump or Biden or my religion or anything else. I just don't trust it. I don't like the idea that this thing is being rushed to market. Not only that, I've already had COVID. And if you say, well, your immunity only lasts so long. Oh, really? Why do people get flu shots once a year? Now you want me to get a COVID shot, what, once every couple of months? When you have to get two jabs as it is, they're telling you one, you get one shot, and then 21 or 28 days later, you get another shot. I mean, can we all agree that it's going to be real tough to get people to come back for the second shot? Can we all agree on that? Yes. And a lot of people don't wanna get it anyway. They don't trust it for whatever reason. A lot of people don't trust Donald Trump. They think he's trying to rush it. Well, I don't trust anybody who's trying to rush it. Doesn't matter. If Donald Trump were to lose in November, I'm not gonna race down and get this thing. Not gonna happen. Now, of course, the big concern for a lot of people is that there are folks who are gonna require people to take a vaccine in all kinds of occupations. Right? So you may have to have one if you work, obviously doctors and nurses and first responders, paramedics, things like that. They'll be expected to take it. What about teachers? What about people in hospitality industries? I mean, that's going to be a big issue, too. So that'll be part of it. But the fear is going to be a lot longer lasting than even the virus. Because I've been stunned to see how many people I personally know are afraid, so panicked about getting this. For most people, for 99% of the people, it's just a bad flu. And for, I don't even want to say that. That's not even fair. Let me back up. 99% 99% of the people who get this, and we're not even sure how many false positives are out there. 99% of the people who get this are going to survive it. It's a very, very tiny number of people who get it, many of whom statistically would have died of other things probably fairly soon anyway. Not that their lives aren't important. Everybody's life's important. I care very much about everyone's life. It's so funny, too, to hear the Democrats talk about saving every life when these are the same people who support Planned Parenthood. It's hilarious, right? Okay, got it. I do care about everybody's life. I'm against things like assisted suicide for that reason because I think everybody's life matters. But your life at 80 years old when you might get this and die doesn't matter more than my life at 45 when I'm going to lose everything I've ever worked for, potentially go bankrupt, and not be able to recover. But it's the fear that's going to last a lot longer than that. Because there are people who walk around in public, I see them driving around in cars, and I'm not talking about delivery people because they clearly have no choice, you know, Amazon or UPS or whatever. I get that, you know, you're working for one of those uh, places that delivers groceries or restaurant food, you have to wear a mask, okay, I understand. But I see people driving around in their own personal cars with masks on. Really? Now, if it were up to me, what I would tell the governor to do is open everything up. Let every business function at 100% capacity, all of them, casinos, restaurants, spas, gyms, everybody, and let the customers decide whether or not they feel safe there. Now, if a gym decides that they wanna continue with social distancing or whatever because they feel better about that, fine. Or they cater to a a older clientele, fine. I have no problem with that. If you cater to an older clientele and you wanna have things different, fine. You should be able to make that decision as a restaurant or as a business of whatever kind. That should happen. If people walk into your business and they don't feel safe because you're not wearing a mask, then you know what? Then they should walk right out the door and we will see which businesses survive. And I know what people are saying, oh, well, you don't care about other people. You're putting other people's lives at risk. Why? How do you know that? How do you know that? If I go out to a restaurant where people aren't wearing masks, how do you know I'm putting anyone's life at risk? How about if it's just me and I go home to people, in my case, people who've already had it? I'm not putting anybody's life at risk. I work in a building where there are very few people, about a third of them already had it. <laughs> so, and I'm mostly home these days. So who are you to decide what I can do? Maybe somewhere, somehow, somebody might get this, so therefore we all need to stay home. They're controlling us with fear, and they're using that as a way to go against each other. And it's, i got to tell you, it's crazy. So what's going to happen is, that I talked to a friend of mine about this the other day. who's was in hospitality. I said, what's going to happen if a year from now, six months from now, whatever it may be, All of a sudden, people are still not coming to Vegas because the companies don't want to let them come because they're worried about liability. In other words, I flew in from another country to Vegas for a convention, and I got COVID, and now I'm going to sue the company, and this and that and the other. Well, first of all, you can't prove you got it in Vegas. Uh, I guess if you're on a week-long trip, you can probably assume you got it somewhere along the way, in the airport, in the airplane, somewhere. Okay, maybe. But are the companies going to be sued? Are people going to be afraid to do this? Uh, Like I said, I'm astounded at the people I've talked to or seen who are just flat out still terrified. People are afraid to get their teeth cleaned. They're afraid to get their hair done. They're afraid to do normal things in life because they're terrified of getting this COVID thing. And fear is such an important factor for a lot of people, and politicians are using it against us. There was a recent rally in Vegas where Donald Trump came to town, and actually in Henderson, which, if you don't know, is a suburb of Vegas, but they're pretty much attached now. When I was a kid, they weren't attached. Henderson was a whole separate thing. Now they're all attached, but it's a suburb. And thousands of people were there. And I didn't see anybody wearing masks. I wasn't there, but I saw a lot of pictures. Maybe there were a few people wearing masks. They had the option. They were temperature tested on the way in, which to me, I don't know how that makes any sense when people are standing outdoors in 100 degree heat for an hour or two or three or four to get into a Trump event. How do you test their temperature? (laughs) Such a joke. Such a joke. But they chose to be there. And, of course, the governor's freaking out. Some people are calling what President Trump did a homicidal uh, an assembly. Uh, a homicidal assembly was a phrase, I think, that uh, Carl Bernstein used. A homicidal assembly. Now, does that even make sense to anybody? Now, why would Donald Trump do something he knew would endanger people's lives? People who are potential Trump voters... About six weeks before an election. Hmm, I wonder why he would do that. Because he wanted all these people to die? I'm guessing not. But that's what I'm saying. It's all about the fear. Now, some of us are not afraid. We go out, we live our lives, we take a calculated risk. How many people take a calculated risk every single day when they go to work? they do a job that might be dangerous. They do construction, which can be very dangerous. People get killed doing that. They can be driving their car to work and people die doing that. They can be driving a tow truck, which is a very dangerous occupation. Crab fishermen are in danger every day when they go to work. Cops, obviously firefighters, those kind of people. So if, if that's the case and there are people who are willing to risk whatever every day to go to work, well, shouldn't they be allowed to do that? I worked in a casino for, what, 10 years, and then if you add another six or seven years of singing, almost 20 years in the casino business, sucking up secondhand smoke, that was a risk I took. And back when I was a kid, and the showrooms, you couldn't even see the entertainers, there was so much smoke in the showrooms when I was growing up here in Vegas. A lot of the entertainers had to suck up that smoke for years. The waiters, the waitresses, the people who were were in the showroom, maybe they didn't all smoke, but they certainly were surrounded by it. The musicians were subjected to it. These are risks you take. You go out every single day, you make a calculated decision. Can I do this safely? Can I not do this safely? And if you feel like you can go to a Trump rally and be safe for whatever reason, or you're willing to risk it because you like the guy, well, that should be up to you. And the same thing should go for any business. Open a business, open it at 100% occupancy, and let the people decide whether or not they feel safe. But the fear is going to be a much longer factor for a lot of people, and that's what's very concerning. They're going to try to keep everybody indoors for a longer period of time. And of course, the people who are really fearful, who wants to really make me mad, the ones that really get on my nerves are the ones who are sitting in their homes, writing columns, sitting in their pajamas, not having to go out the door to work. They're the ones who really get on my nerves because they're perpetuating this fear because they want the clicks, obviously. They want people to click on their uh, you know, their website or their story or this or that or the other, and they perpetuate the fear, but they're not living without a paycheck. They're not waiting for unemployment to kick in or finally give them the money they should have gotten six months ago. They're not waiting for that. They're getting everything they want. They're not suffering. Their lives aren't affected at all unless they can't go to their favorite restaurant. That may be a problem. But other than that, their lives aren't being affected And yet they are stoking this fear, perpetuating it, encouraging a lot of people to stay in their houses and just clutch their pearls. But that's always the way it is. Fear is always something that sells, unfortunately. And the worst part is now people are restricting the freedom of others. I'm talking about citizens. Forget about the politicians. That's a separate issue. But the citizens trying to Restrict the freedom of others by yelling at them about masks or this or that or the other, or I don't feel safe, so therefore you shouldn't. I mean, unbelievable. I mean, there are people who are scared of their own shadow nowadays. And so, this fear factor in this COVID situation is going to last a lot longer than any kind of openings of businesses. And that is scary because if you're a dentist and you're not making the money you were, or a hairdresser or whatever, because people are scared, how long will that last? Well, they say the the virus is gone, but I don't know. They say it could come back. Oh, my gosh. Okay, well, you can live in fear forever if you want to. Stay in your house. But don't force the rest of us. To continuously alter our lifestyles and not do the things that we enjoy because you're scared. That's the thing that really gets me. I'm Heidi Harris. Don't forget to join me five days a week for my live radio show, 6 a.m. to 9 a.m. on AM 670 KMZQ in Las Vegas. You can also find my podcasts and everything archived at HeidiHarris.com. You can find my books. My most recent one's called Don't Pat Me on the Head. Got my books up there and blog posts and all kinds of things. You can sign up for my free newsletter also at HeidiHarris.com. So please do that. Until we meet again, remember, you were created for a purpose. Here's Tony Scottwell.